Welcome to another Speaker Giga Podcast. I'm your host, Steve O. Steve. And I'm the other half of the Derby Boys, Tommy T. I'm here, present. Yo, what's going on, man? What's up, my dude? Not much. Chilling. Ain't nothing going on but the money and power. Got one in your chamber for your weak ass cow. That's my shit. Hey, that is, hey, boy. Crunchy black. Crunchy black, man. man. So, bro. What talking about? What's up, man? Man, not nothing, man. Um, This episode, man, is 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 cool. Like, <laughs> the first one we did, album review. We're going to review, uh, what is it? The Allegory from Royce, yeah. the 5-9. Now, before we go any further, I just want to say... Previously stated in one of our podcasts before, go check it out if you didn't. Um, I think it was the f- top five of the decade. Um, I said that I do not listen to Royce the Five Nine or anything like that. I want to re re uh redo that, and I want to say I do listen to Royce the Five Nine at this point going forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I you just have. And- to- I had to put that on tape, on audio, man, that I do mm-hmm. currently now and going forward listen to Royce the Five Nine. So, yep. um, yeah. Hey, get What's, Greg on the phone. That's what you're right. I need to call him and tell Greg that. Call him right now. Man, I'm not going to call him right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, because both of y'all was like, no, nah, I don't listen to him. You anymore. listen to him? I told y'all I listen oh, to yeah, Slaughterhouse yeah, and, and I do listen to Royce. <laughs> y'all was sent up then. Nah, we don't listen to him. I, I did give him a shot at all. Well, here you go. Terrible, man. Terrible. But before we get into this <laughs> album review, man, <laughs> what you what's been in your ears this week, man? What's been in your speakers this week, bro? Well, this week has been some Royce, of course. Uh, I listen to Schooly, the Black John Godin. And then I was listening to the True and Two Chains, No Face, No Case. I listened to uh, Twister, Adrenaline Rush. Yeah. And um, I listened to that new Twister, that EP, that Life uh, Lifetime. And um, I listened to this this cat. His name is uh, Big Javi, B-I-G-H-A-V-I. There's uh, personal problems. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. You said uh, Big Javi? Big Javi, B-I-G. H A V I, yeah. Check them out and tell me what you think. Yeah, um, I check them out, man. That's and then I listen is to he a rapper. He a rapper, right? Yeah, he a rapper. He a Where rapper. is he from? You know, I don't know. That's I why I, I was, I've noticed that I started doing that, like trying to recognize where people are from, like new people mm-hmm. I listen to, and stuff like that. What else you got? Oh, and then of course, man, I've been. I've been on that D smoke still. Yeah. 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 Always. That's it, man. That's really, that rounds out my week, man. That's it? That rounds out my week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Pretty okay. That's, that's, that's simple. Easy. Mm-hmm. Easy peasy. Um, mm-hmm. Man, what I've been playing in my speakers this week, man, of course, I've been listening to this Royce the Five Nine, uh, the allegory. <laughs> um, also, man, I actually... I don't know what got into me, man, but I took it back to Memphis, man. I listened to Three Six Mafia. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> went through their whole little backstory. So I started with uh, their first album, 
which was hold on, I'm pulling it up now. So I went from Are you talking about the to the end? Um, I think it's the end. World domination, the end. No, I'm talking about mystic styles. Oh shit. <laughs> right. I know that. <laughs> right. Like I I just never paid attention to it. So I went from Mystic Styles, The End, World mm-hmm. Domination, um mm-hmm. Tether Club Up Thug. Uh yeah, mm-hmm. Tether Club Up Thugs. Um You listen to him the times Cap Posse? Yes, bro. When the smoke clears is what got me oh, yeah. got me on this uh rabbit hole because I remember listening to the when the smoke clears and then mm-hmm. just tripping off of you know, my wife is from Memphis, just tripping off of like she don't be crunk though. No, nah, bro. She like she'll surprise you. Oh. <laughs> 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 it, it, it just intrigued me how much like me listening to it on the other side of the of the state and they're living it. You know what I'm saying? Like all the places. Hey. She was like, and I even talked to her about it. She was like, uh, she thought it was really cool to see their videos on TV and you can recognize the places. Which I always think that's dope. Um, Frazier Boy, I listen to some uh, <laughs> Project Pat, <laughs> mm-hmm. Juicy J, um, DJ Paul. Then uh went to Play a Fly. Figured out that Play a Fly, uh, some of the music that I wanted to hear that is not on streaming uh, things. It's not streaming. Like you can listen to it on YouTube. Um, but it's not streaming on Google Play, Apple, Spotify, Tidal. Um, what else? What else have I done? A Ball MJG? <laughs> I truly went to hey. Memphis, bro. <laughs> Who who's harder, A Ball or MJG? Ah, that's a tough one, man. If I had the hey. A Ball. I, if I had to say it, eight ball would be like. Well, the reason why I say that eight ball is more memorable. Like lyrically, I've been. I think both of them lyrically are are amazing, but to me, eight ball is more memorable because of his size. <laughs> oh hell, no! Nah, I'm just playing. But uh, nah, eight ball. <laughs> I want to say eight ball. Yeah, that's tough, man. Eight ball just you know eight ball. I think he got like a lot more solo stuff, so it's easy to be like eight ball. Right. But I sit around and I sit around. And I, one time I just sat there and I just really listened to MJG and I was like, Bruh. MJG hard. MJG be spitting, man. Yeah, like like hard, <laughs> like tough. So, I don't know. Maybe that's a question for the fans, uh, for the listeners. Man, Get some interaction going on, right, so, man? But hey. A ball MJG man, but uh, yeah. that's what's been in my speakers this week, man. So, um, <clears throat> you hear about anything this week? Yeah, man. What yeah, you got? Uh, I know when y'all listen to this, <laughs> this will be old news. But man, <laughs> as far as this week, I mean, the whole Usher's confession part right. three preview, <laughs> uh, uh, snippet preview. I saw that today, bro. <laughs> I think the world just went crazy. They were like, "Wait, what?" Because I mean, here. I don't know if that's what he was saying in it. Like, I don't want to be naive, but at the same time, because you know he had the whole thing allegedly having herpes and all that. Yeah. Right. But it sounds like within this record, 
that's what he was confirming. Right. But allegedly. But I'm not sure. I just I'm just not sure. Bruh, I'm I, not ready for Usher to be like, hey, I got I got the herbs. I'm not ready for that. I, I, I like Usher. I don't I I don't know what he was doing, man. I feel like the lyrics that he used in a song, like, cause it was dope what he was what he was trying to do, but he like it just didn't fit. You know what I'm saying? Like his situation and the lyrics to what he was saying, it's like, bro, what are you really doing out here, man? You know, I mean, shoot, but, being transparent and honest, if that's see, what it J- is. Uh, Jermaine Dupree came up and, and was like, he he basically tried to clarify the lyrics. You think Jermaine saying, Dupree got the herps? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Remember last time he said, Usher wasn't thinking about himself. That was, that was, that was about me. That was, that was about me. Oh, that was like, that was like, wait, what? <laughs> wait a second. What's going on here? But no, nah, he was, uh, he was saying that Usher was like basically from the woman's perspective and that she was pregnant or something like that. Um, saying oh. A lifetime sickness, but who would call a baby a sickness? Yeah, that was that was the thing that stood, that stood out to me. Like, why would you call a baby a sickness? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's because it's not a sickness. I, no, it ain't. It's a human being. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely correct. I'm not sure about this. Y'all need to just come yeah, out tough. and that's tell tough. me exactly what's going I don't know on. What's going on with that? With that? Dude. Yeah, yeah. But but I like uh, confessions was nice though. Did you see in the photo he had on the Chattanooga shirt? It's kind of hard too, and I don't know he where did. he got it from. Yeah. No, I didn't. Jermaine I didn't Dupree put up the photo. They was in Los Angeles. It said CP. I think it said C three, and he and Usher had oh. on Chattanooga hoodie. Yeah, I was like, I was like, dang man, that hoodie hard. I want that hoodie. <laughs> I don't know where he got it from. I, don't know, I have to bro. run up on him one day. Yeah, be like, bro, where yeah. you get that hoodie from? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Usher. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> hey. Hey, hey, where you, where you get the hoodie from, man? Hey, I saw you in the picture with Jermaine. You had on Chattanooga hoodie. Where you get it from? <laughs> Tell me. Just shoot Have you me. seen it? Seen right, it? Right. <laughs> man, hey, tell you yeah. a quick story, right? Yeah. So, Usher's manager came over to my uncle's house one time. My uncle was like, hey, this is Usher's manager. I was like, I was young too. Yeah. He was like, uh, I was like, cool, you know, whatever. And, uh, he was his manager or something like that. I don't really know. It was something like that. But he was like, that's back when I used to rap. And he was like, rap for him. I was like, nah, I'm cool. Yep. I missed my whole shot. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. Yep. Missed my whole shot. I Damn. Like, nah, I look I'm back cool. at it now what and I'm like, no, why didn't cool. I just do it? <laughs> I didn't want to. I was put on the spot. I didn't like that. I did, Man, I can't stand that, man. But I would have did it. Yeah, but I, I, was, I feel like if I was been, a lyricist like that, I suck at rapping, man. I should have went for it. I can't rap yep. gills. Missed my whole shot. Okay, back um, to the back to the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, hey, I just want hey. I just want to throw this out there. Uh, the Candyman trailer. Have you saw it? Not yet, but I'm finna check watch it. it. Me and my homeboy have been check talking it about it. He sent me the whole trailer, so I gotta yeah. take a look at it. Yeah, Cam! My homeboy Cam sent me the whole thing. Yeah, check it I'm out. Say his name like that. Well, I don't every know. time I don't know. <laughs> every time I bring him up, I'm gonna say, Cam! There you go. He knows who he is. There you have it. He knows yeah. who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, man. You, so you I know just Cam too, that, I man. That's, that joke, it looked like it's going to be straight. Oh, big news. Big news. Big, big news. Big, big news. Bigger than Big Sean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Way bigger than Big Sean. It yeah. has been confirmed today that the what? Proud family is doing a uh, reboot. <laughs> Prouder mm. and louder. So. Oh, hell. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch the Proud family? Is uh, it. Was it the little clay thing? Clay no, figures? It was. It was. What's uh, the Proud family? It was a Disney show. It was a cartoon. Um, You probably didn't watch it, but it was probably a cartoon. It's a black family and on Disney or the ABC joint. But it, I barely watched it. So. Oh, yeah. They look like the. Uh, they look. Okay, they look like baby kids. Yeah, exactly like baby's kids. Yeah. So. Okay. All but right. now they're they're rebooting and coming back, so I'm excited about that. My, man, it's just something me and my wife watch. Um, she she grew up like watching it, like all the episodes, and got me got me into it too. So, what was the one with the little clay figure? What was that? I don't know. Oh, I see. That was I, the PJs. I was say I don't have the slightest <laughs> idea what you talking about, but nah, it was the PJs. You know they they were living they in the like, PJs. Yeah, whatever. Projects. Leaving yeah. it. Yeah, Eddie no, Murphy was on that, wasn't he? Uh, yep. Starring the voice of Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's all the news I got, man. Sound like good news to me. That's Definitely good news. good news, man. Good news. Um, Except for Usher. We need to fix right. that. Usher just yeah. needs to. Uh, he needs to settle on down. Settle on down. Usher needs to ush. <laughs> nah, that ain't work out. Let's keep it pushing. <laughs> hey, I ain't hey. <laughs> hey. You're so crazy, bro. Let's get right into it, man. This yeah, album, man. The Royce the Five Nine. Royce mm-hmm, the Five mm-hmm. Nine, bro. Um, when did this album come out, man? Uh, what day was it? <laughs> I don't know the exact. Good day, question, man. right? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like how we gonna do an album review? Don't know when the album came out. Was it, it was last Friday, wasn't it? I don't know if it was last Friday. It may have been. Hold uh, on. I, I deal with too many dates to know <laughs> the exact date. Uh, yeah. but I hold on. I got it. I got it. I got it. Do you February twenty first? Oh, cool. You had it yeah. before me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just typed it. Google. Um, well, I did too, but it's uh, slow on the damn phone. Dang. Yeah. Uh, so but February twenty first, man. I don't know yeah. what what made me watch, listen to this, but I was uh, actually on title, mm-hmm. and um, I was listening to something, some like random songs, and a Royce the Five Nine song came on. So I had been saw the the Allegory album. And uh, I was like, let me go check this album out just to, you know, because I ran out of stuff to listen to. Man, the first, the intro, Mr. Grace. Oh, yeah. I was like, I heard the first five seconds of it and and instantly text you, uh, here, listen to this. (laughs) Yep. Let me share this to you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then proceeded to listen, bro. Um, And that's how it happened. That's how I was introduced. That was my introduction to Royce the Five Nine. 
<laughs> so I'm done, man. That's my album review. That's it. <laughs> man. Um, bro, when I first heard that though, man, um, I really thought that um he was dropping some jewels on Oh yeah. He's dropping it all through this. And for it to be and and listen, like I gonna listen to interviews, gonna, you know, did a little research and everything. That first that intro is actually uh I don't know the man's name, but his name is something Grace. And he did some videos in the past uh talking to his children about mm-hmm. you know how his they, daughter his daughter um of how they should be and how as a black person how they should you know strive for greatness mm-hmm. and everything like that and and it's things that we've heard before and things that we've seen uh and that we know so it's like he's spitting real stuff to him um so to to hear that when you first come on, you know you're about to listen to something. Then um, you go down to the next song. Um, anyway, we'll get into that in a minute. What was your first reaction to the uh, the album, man? My first reaction, I mean, the intro set the tone, and that was enough for me to just pull me in. So my first re- my for- my first reaction to the entire album after listening to it, I was like, man, this thing fire. From front yep. to back, I didn't. I didn't skip anything. Nope. I still and, haven't uh, skipped anything. The first <laughs> thing I thought about was, like, like if we go back to that that old po- uh, podcast, um, <clears throat> which was the uh, that was the album of the deck albums of the decade. Yeah, that was that podcast, and y'all specifically brought up that their production. How, you know, Eminem produces for them is really what, you know, turns y'all off to their music. Yeah. And I feel like even with the Eminem album that dropped, I feel like, of course, I don't, I doubt they was listening to our podcast, but I think a lot of people feel the same way. Yeah. But I feel like they, they listen to the people and, because that production on there was totally different from anything I've ever heard. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, at least not totally different from anything I've ever heard, but totally different from anything that I ever heard on from a them. yeah from them yeah. So first off, that's what stood out to me there. I was like, okay, okay, and the production was fire, man. All the samples, everything in it, right, and then right. um, and then like also the jewels that was dropped in there. Like, it's some stuff in there that I'm sure we're gonna get to that I never knew. And yep. that just changed yep. my total perspective. <laughs> I was like, what in the entire F? You right. know what I'm saying? Like, right. I was like, woo. I was like, you know, but, uh, but you know, it was after listening to um, his interview, I did, I was kind of like, at some point I was kind of lost in it. Yeah. Because there was a lot going on. But I did, like, I listened to the album a couple of times. But, you know, by the end, it did, like, kind of make sense. And I was like, oh, okay. Got yeah. it. So, nah, my first reaction, man, was that it is it, it was fire. I enjoyed everything. I didn't skip a record. All the interludes were dope with it. And nah, I enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed it for sure. Okay, cool, cool. Um Yeah, man. This uh this album, man, was was like 
what he was saying was one of his first albums that he just did. It kind of just happened. You know what I'm saying? And so... Um, yeah, it didn't have a, any structure to right, it. Right, right. And, and that was the intention once he like actually started to get into the album. Um, a couple of the songs that like just off rip or one or some of my favorites from the album is Dope Man, um, Pendulum. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Black Savage, Upside mm-hmm. Down. Upside Down is probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mess with Upside Down. Um, Thou Shall. And I think that's the one about his dad. Yo, that right there was so dope. Yeah. And deep at the same time. Because I remember listening to the other Royster 59 and he was talking about his, um, you know, his addiction and all that. Yeah. And then I listened to that one. I was like, dang, he just kind of apologized to his dad on yeah. him. And then I listened to the interview with him on No Jumper and he talked about that. And I was like, man, that's some, that was some dope stuff. So, yeah, man, it, it was, man. Those was are cool, like those, those right there. Like he, like I never, like the first off, let's get this out there, man. Like this was my first introduction to um, Royce the Five Nine. Like a real, let me listen to what he's doing, what he's saying and stuff like that. And if this is what Royce the Five Nine has been doing, I've been missing out. Yes. <laughs> like I've been <laughs> I've been missing out tremendously because this this guy is talented. And and another yes. thing, man, something that I learned uh from just just talk just listen to the interviews and stuff. He produced most of the tracks. Like this was the yes. first time he <laughs> he produced the tracks and everything like that. So um that's something, you know, that's something just understanding like where he came from with the with everything, with the production part and everything like that. And really just realizing he wanted to teach something, make you think about some things in this album as well. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about some of the lyrics that he was talking about. One in particular um, that I wanted to, that, that stuck out, like the first time I heard it, it stuck out to me, was, um, well, it's actually two in this one song, um, Upside Down. Um, mm-hmm. He was like, Bill Meyer used the term nigga so loosely Cause truthfully, he know that he be using it on the DL. Louis C.K. know he can use it in front of Pookie, but know damn well that he wouldn't use it in in front of DL. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to I'm I'm figuring he's talking about he wouldn't use it in front of DL Hughley. Absolutely not. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <DL>. <laughs> but. I mean, like for th- that stuck out to me uh, because basically we know Bill Maher and Louis C.K. are two white men um, mm-hmm. who basically use the word nigga when they want to. And, you know, he like for him to express it in his in his lyrics and knowing that we all know that he wouldn't say that in front of a black man, like directly in front of a black man. Um, mm-hmm. 
And then another part that stuck out to me, uh, Gucci ain't the only ones putting black faces on front on front of shirts. Black women want to be built like cartoon characters. Eric Cartman, that bears a striking resemblance to Sarah Bartman. Now mm-hmm. I googled I googled Sarah Bartman. I did too. I think because I was like, who is Sarah Bartman? And yeah. And, and, I and the next line after that was now Google that when you get a chance. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. I listened. I listened. So I did. Um, man, what was your take on that, man? Oh, that that all right. Growing up, South Park was one of my favorite yeah. cartoons. I didn't like South Park too much, by the way. I love South Park. <laughs> um, but after you said that, and then I went and took a look, I was like. Holy spitballs. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay. Wow. Right. I was I was taken aback because like you you don't really you don't really notice it. Yeah. Until somebody points it out. And then you go take a look for it. And then you look for it and you find it and you like, it really does. Yeah. And then you start to really start to try to figure out, all right, so what was the agenda? Like, were they really thinking of this when they created? You know what I'm saying? When they created this? So, that that was really my reaction to it. Um, the other thing was kind of just, you know, how much stuff is really happening that's, that's just, you know what I'm saying, that that, um, that we just don't see. You know, that we don't pay attention to at first glance until somebody points it out. Yeah. So, no, nah, I was, I was, psh, I Man, had to do the exact same would... thing. I had to go Google that stuff. Right. And then once I saw it, I was like, wow, it's crazy. <laughs> what, right. what, what, I, what was yours? I never would have made that connection. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's so many subliminal messages. And that's what the what allegory means is subliminal messages, but there's so many subliminal messages around us that we don't see that we're just blind to, um, to the things that's going around. And mm-hmm. that brought attention to it. And it's like, damn, what, what message are they trying to send with the idea that black women or women in general want a fat booty? You know what I'm saying? Well, like, you you gotta understand, like our women, our women are born with, you know, what? Yeah, well, our women is pretty much theirs. They don't have to, you know, what I'm saying get ass shots if they don't want to. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like they gotta work out a little bit, man. I always tell people, man, you gotta do squats. <laughs> but some some Solid do not, glutes, man. You know, some a lot of our women do not, and and the thing was like. Like they uh, they ridiculed and made fun of and made our women feel less than because of that. Right. But now if you if you look at today's time, that's all they that's you know what I'm saying? Want. Everybody want. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. And yeah. even in that time, if you think about it, when there was, you know, shoot, slave masters was having sex with a lot of the, you know, uh Slave. slaves at the time. I mean, yeah. So but it, it it's, it's like, things, man, man, you think about the story of Sarah Bartman, like she was a slave and like she was basically a sideshow um, yeah, for, for people's entertainment. 
And here mm-hmm. you got he made the comparison with Eric Cartman. Eric Cartman was the fat one on <laughs> on South Park, and he compared the women. Black women want to be built like cartoon characters. Eric Eric Cartman. So he's <laughs> so the funny part is yeah. where it becomes where back when Sarah Bartman was alive, um, she was degraded. And now that's what <laughs> what we aspire to. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, <laughs> but, you know, like... It's, it's just crazy, man. Like the comparisons that he made. Yeah. Um, let me see. Another one, man. We look at the, the song Dope Man. That one kind of cut close to me. Um, Why? Because... Man, shit, I used to look up to the dope man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Literally, man, like I, I always say, man, our heroes need to change. Like our heroes can't be the dope man and, and because you ultimately like figure out what he's doing to the community. Well, you know. I Yeah. I mean, the dope man is a little too glorified, but it's deeper than that. No, it's like, way deeper than that, man. Like, yeah, the dope man probably is. I know what they're doing in the community, but at the same time, shoot, who was throwing the get-togethers? Yeah. Who was and that, you and was that, and that was the and you run down me. the block, who who's giving you a little bit of money? Right. You know, like the like most time it it's it's crazy because the dope man. Even though he was pumping poison into the community, the dope man was, he would turn around and take care of you too. Yeah. Now, you know, it's, I, I agree with Royce because he spoke on it too. He he was like, the the dope man has been just a little too glorified. I absolutely agree. You know? Yeah. Um, but they also, in this, you know, within that, the interview, interview on No Jumbo, and I don't know if he talked about it on any others, but he also said that, you know, it's a little deeper than that, which it is. Like, shoot, you know, my folks were the what a dope man that time, you know. Yeah. So, and it's I, a lot that come with that, but yeah. But you think about it like this, man. Um, like for me, what I saw was flashy cars, flashy jewelry, clothes, girls, money. That's why I associated with. I never thought that I would grow up and that'll be my job. No, but that was, that was the first quote unquote wealthy person I saw or was, was able to be around and to touch. And for, for kids these days, that's one of the reasons why I work so hard at the things that I do because I want my nieces I want my daughter to be able to say, hey, my my uncle did this or my dad did this or my, you know, for little cousins to say my cousin did this and I can call him. I can go over Mm -hmm. his house. That means so much more because now they're looking up to somebody that can do something in a legal way. That's doing something something positive. You know what I'm saying? Like with my little cousin, he's uh, I got a cousin that's in the ninth grade and I put him around the people that I know he he wants to get into marketing. I put him around people that I know that are in marketing. 
You know what I'm saying? Where he doesn't have to look up to somebody that's selling drugs. Because we all know it's how you sell it. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, we look at marijuana being legal now. Like, he can grow up and, and open up a dispensary. But nobody would look at it as a bad thing. You know, he can grow up and be a pharmacist. They're, quote, unquote, technically the dope man, too. But we're mm-hmm. not seeing it that way. So in that song that I felt like he was, uh, Royce the Five Nine was just saying, hey, this is like growing up, this is what we saw. This is, these are like our heroes of, of that time. These are the people that we look up to at that time. But that needs to change. I think it was a little deeper than that. Cause I mean, take the lyric here. The government injected crack into my natural habitat. Charged me with possession and arrested me for having it after that. So, like, in that sense, like, you got to think, like, there weren't no drugs in the hood. Like, we didn't grow it or put it there, nor did we put the guns there either. It was placed there. So, you know, and then they placed it there and then turned around and arrested you for having it. Oh, I'm I'm all for it. like yeah I'm like the government definitely had their hands on it and the government like it's it was a ploy. Yep. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, I'm I'm with that part, but it's it's like it's so much more to it. Like we're looking at it from two different two different ends. You know what I'm saying? Because no, nah, mm-hmm. I, I strongly believe the government had their hands in uh, involved in it, but where the problem lays is we talk more about the people that distribute the drugs. We glorify the people that distribute the glo- the drugs, the dope men. But what about the people that actually go to school and do something? What about the small business owners? What about the, oh, you, yeah. know, you know, yeah. what, why can't we glorify those people like we glorify the dope man? I mean, we should. I don't know why we don't. You know what I'm saying? And that's what this song did to me because it's a first-hand experience in my book, too. You know what I'm saying? It's it's glorified on a different angle. And then even with the... <laughs> I was I saw a Facebook video uh, earlier. He was like, at one point, it was cool to be the, the guy selling the drugs, but that's now cool it's to cool to be, the, to be the user. Yeah. So... <laughs> I mean, with with that dynamic, man, it's it's so much with the in in the community that we have to break as a as a people, yep. and it starts with what we're putting in our body, what we're listening to, in the songs and stuff. And and this song, the dope dope man on this album, man, is is one of those things that like, damn, I can I can relate to that, you know, mm-hmm. on a first hand experience, man. So, um. But the song, the song is bumping though. <laughs> like, yeah. like I had to get it to him, man. He uh, what what was sampled on that NWA uh, classic song, "Dope Man"? Mm-hmm. Please, yep. can I have another hit? Yep. Um, let's see. I'm like, bro, I'm just going through picking out my favorites. Uh, <laughs> uh, one thing that stood out to me that really just blew my mind, something that I. Something that I had no knowledge of. Yeah, and and, uh, and this ain't this wasn't even on a song. This was yeah, on the right. um, interlude for Ice yeah. Cream. Yeah, and 
like finding out, and I went and I did the research, but finding out that that the Mr. Ice Cream Man song, not the not Master P, but was I think you don't I don't know, know if that tune was in that was in that too, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. <clears throat> but that actual tune of when the ice cream man comes down the block mm. like that. If you if you if you've had that um <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. If you if you've ever had like if you ever stayed in a neighborhood or the hood uh where you had an ice cream man that came down and he played that yeah. He played that popular song to let you know that he was coming on your block. What ended up happening was, so that tune from what I've from what was told to me, what was told was that it was actually a white man named Harry C. Brown made a racist song called "Niggas Love a Watermelon" that was in 1916 on Columbia Records, and yeah. the thing that and I never, I mean, no one's ever told me that. And that is the tune that the ice cream man plays when he comes down your block. Yeah. And I most am. time, most time, those ice cream trucks are where? In the hood. Yeah. And like that right there, that blew my mind right there. I was like, "What in the world?" It is. So I had to, of course, go do some research. Right. And yeah, right. It's true. <clears throat> it uh. Like yeah, like when I heard that, I was like, "Whoa!" And then mm-hmm. had to go confirm it, just like you did. But I was like, "Whoa, this is this is real." But it doesn't surprise me that that was a hit back then. Well, it surprises me because what <coughs> after what? all that time, like where where did they even get that tune from to use it and associate it with? The I ice cream no man that comes out your I block. Have no clue. Like that's the that was surprises me, because you know, in in all these years, I mean, shit. I I used to remember when the ice cream man just come down the block. I remember that. I remember every bit of it, almost every time, because that was like sometimes the joy of your day. It come to ice cream man. I need to run to mom. I need to get some. Let me find some little bit of money. I'm finna get the. I'm finna get the little the little ice cream joint that look like the the firecracker with the. Three different colors. Or oh, I'm gonna get the push pop, or I'm gonna get the whatever. I don't know where it came from, bro. Like but, in the song, it, in the song it says, "You niggas quit throwing them bones and come down and get your ice cream." Black man incredulously, ice cream, brown, yes, ice cream, color man's ice cream, watermelon. So it, it basically, man, this <sighs> that's where it came from, man. Cause in the song it's basically saying black people's ice cream is water. I don't eat watermelon now because I don't like it. Yeah, I know that I was like the like bullshit. It. That was like the bullshit stereotype ever, ever. Yeah, like, like we, I mean, we would eat watermelon, but that one like right, not like, like that. But yeah. nevertheless, I mean, everybody eats watermelon, man. I would think so. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know eat who it does or who doesn't I don't like it. See, um, and that that debunks the whole stereotype. <laughs> All of us don't like right. freaking Wallman. <laughs> but nevertheless, it it's just that blew me away because 
I remember that song. I thought that song was you. You associate that song with like with, happy thoughts, with happy ice cream. Going it was just the ice cream. the ice cream man, you know, coming down and you buying some ice cream. You associated with happy thoughts, but now even reading what you just read, now that shit's all negative, bro. Right. I don't ever <laughs> right. want to hear that again. It's probably like don't, one of the worst songs uh-uh. ever. Don't bring that down this block. Um, but then at the end of that interlude, he had a little humor with um. <laughs> what do you say? Ain't you uh Nefertiti 29 <laughs> on Tinder? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He said, Ain't you yeah, Nefertiti 69 from Tinder? Yeah. <laughs> I was tripping off of that, man. But nah, he was definitely dropping a jewel with that one, man. I was like, damn. Yeah, that threw me all the way up. Man, it's like, okay, that's where we at with this one. All right, bet. Let's go to the next song. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, man. He's just like that one. This is crazy, man. Like the information that's in this one album, and how you can hear something and then just go listen to what are you saying, and and go research what he was saying, man. It's like, damn. Okay, didn't think about that. Nope, I didn't think about that. Um, that's just stuff I never knew. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Um. It's another one too. Uh, I think it's Pendulum. I'm trying to find it. Hey, Pendulum is so dope. We gonna rob the rich and leave them with the fucking bill. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> I agree. Oh man, I was Absolutely. like, I don't get it though. I don't get. You don't what, get it? No, nah, I don't get what the message he was he was presenting there. Um. Let me see. Because my thing it. was my thing or my thinking was, aren't you aren't you uh one of the rich? Well like what yeah. what group of people was he was he talking about and, and and stuff? I liked the song because it's catchy and stuff like that. I just didn't know where he was going with it on that one. Well, think of it this way. I mean, like right here, ain't nothing left to eat to heat on the stove but a brick. Ain't nothing left to eat for the poor, but the rich. As the Lord swings the pendulum, time to divvy up your pieces with the deal. All my people gonna be speaking what they feel. All my people gonna be eating what they kill. Rob the rich, leave them with the fucking bill. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, you know, Robin Hood. Uh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this song reminds me of something that Pac said a long time ago when he did an interview where he was like, he did the interview where he was saying like, you know, it was, and I'm probably going to mess it up. It's not going to be word for word, but basically he was saying like, there's this door and behind this door, you know, that it's a whole bunch of food and, but you're on this other side of the door and you don't, you don't, you know what I'm saying? Have that food. So, the first thing you do is, you know, you knock nicely. Please, sir, uh, let us in. And they don't. And then after a while, you're like, like, please, sir, please let us in. And they still don't. And then eventually, over time, it gets more aggressive. Like, like, yo, open the door, let us in. And they still don't. And then eventually, it's like, yo, we kicking in the door and we blasting with the phone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So with this, it, it, it reminds me of that because, like, and it's, and yeah, I mean, 
we don't know how rich Royce is or whatever, but if you look at it from the poor man's perspective and how hard, you know, you got to fight in clouds just to get what you got, but then you got a rich man over here that's taking full granted because they just got money and is oblivious to everything and doesn't give back. Like, look at it from that perspective and then you'll see like yeah we gonna rob the rich and leave them with the fucking bill <laughs> you know what I'm saying like yeah, y'all ain't giving this shit anyway yeah so force our way in you know and yeah and, and for me that's what it reminds me of and that was kind of the perspective because you know think about it like like yeah like this, like for for instance, right here, Mark Cuban round your shooters. You just buy a team, start a beef on IG and hide behind a meme. Dark secrets clauses probably look like Halloween. Y'all come out, oh, y'all come out, ah, y'all come out the closet just to market y'all new garbage. I'm inside your bitch apartment. Dick is parked about nine inches in the in the carcass. <laughs> like like Minister Marcus. <laughs> too narcissistic to be licking carpets. Too uh too artistic to nut this uh uh crap, I don't even want to pronounce Catharsis. that. Catharsis. Fuck all that shit you talking. Y'all won't stand, y'all won't kneel, all y'all with all y'all with all y'all with is marching. Hard labor for your racist Caucasian bosses. Like, like just like delve into that. And he's talking about like, like they only come out the closet, the market, whatever it is they're marketing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Mark Cuban, just, you know, he can buy a team. Right. You know, and like, but think about all the people in there with hard labor and stuff, you know, like really working their ass off. So, Nah, what what I got from that is just basically, man, it, it's it, it's, it's kind of like, um, I don't want to say a rally call, but you know, it's basically like, hey, shoot, at some point that might happen, yeah. <laughs> you know, stay, <laughs> fuck it, start robbing the rich and leaving with the fucking bill, like, I don't know, like as far as Royce, I don't know how much money again, I'm not in his pockets, but. He, you know, he grew up from, you know, he grew up from that life. So, you yeah. know what I'm saying? He got to understand as well, kind of saying, hey, like like that line right there, man, it ain't nothing left to heat on the stove but a brick. That right there, just telling you, man, like, and when I'm talking about a brick, you know, we're talking about like a brick of cocaine. Like, from what I'm, well, from what I'm assuming, but, you know, like, like what everybody trying to do, man, get money. And you got a lot of people who's holding people down. Like, you got a lot of people doing, you know, working their tails off. But, like, that classic line, like, you'll never, like, you never met a rich person. No one gets rich from working a job. Right. It's just not. Nah, you can't. So, you know, it's like, shoot, man, the the whole idea is that for some of these rich folks, the whole, and not all of them, but the whole idea, man, you know, Keep keep them poor. Keep them buying. Don't yeah. give them the don't give them no secrets. But I mean, there are you know saying successful folks that share everything with you. So it just really depends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, my take on this album is, um, 
everybody should listen to it. Like, listen to it and then really think about what what is being said. Because he's saying a lot of things that we as a people have thought, we as a people have seen, um, you know, and then we as a people hadn't even, didn't know. So he's dropping a lot of bombs that, you know, he ain't telling you the whole story or doing a dissertation on it, but he's definitely putting, um, drawing your attention to it or putting your eyes on it for you to go back and, and, and do your own research to really just, um, you know, figure out some of the things that's not right and try to correct it in, in your, in the way that you can correct it. Um, I'm definitely uh, in support of this album and want to see this album do wonderful and do great by, uh, you know, with the numbers and everything like that. Uh, nah, but I, th- I think it was very solid, um, very well put together. Uh, <laughs> and and I think this is what, <laughs> like, I need to go back and listen to some of his other stuff too, you know. Um I am now a fan of Royce the Five Nine. Just put it out there once again. Um, what about for you, man? As I, for the album as a whole, what, what was your thoughts? Oh man, I loved it already. Yeah, I mean, I, I can after listening to him, I could understand that it wasn't structured like a regular album. But me just being a fan, I I wasn't I wasn't paying attention to it that much. <laughs> uh, me just listening. But no, nah, man, I enjoyed this album. This album like really, really surprised me because this was something a little different. It was different from what he normally would do. Mm-hmm. This was not just this wasn't just him flexing his lyricism. This was him giving you like stories, giving you like whatever. But it just yeah. shows how nice he is, you know what I'm saying? Right, like, and then also, you know, what I'm saying throwing some of that stuff in there, like, you know, Gucci ain't the only ones putting black faces on on front of shirts, you know, like that right there, right. And that was the whole situation, like, and then listening to the interview, and he was like, you know, it it really does, you know, it's a really good album, man. I like what's in it. <laughs> it ain't just no BS. It's got some type of message. I'm trying to find the I'm trying to find the verse where he said the only Gucci we acknowledge is uh is Roderick Davis. Right. Which was a dope line. <laughs> and really, man, like I like, you know, like I like some of the Gucci clothes, but you know, at some point you do gotta take a stand and just kinda be like, nah, we ain't tolerating this. We ain't accepting this. Like this is what I like from the zap. And the skits were super dope, the interludes. Cause yeah. I really like the one with with Eminem sitting down talking. Yeah, I was that trying right to figure there. out which one. Which one is that? One? Hmm. The one with Eminem. Which one is that one? I'm looking for it now. I'm kind of going through it. Bet. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Perspective. You're absolutely right. That's what it was. Perspective. Yeah. But like, and I gotta go listen to that full interview. But I'm happy. I'm happy you did that because I like M and. But M kind of, you know, that way you you kind of see the human side of M. Yeah. You know, everybody just thinks he's this mystical figure. <laughs> right. You know, but he's giving you like some real stuff. 
yeah. from from his from his perspective, and you're like, dang, you know. Definitely. So, nah, man, I enjoyed this. Um, on the ooh meter, man, I, I, <laughs> I'm gonna give it four. You get out of five. Out of five. Four. You know, ooh. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. <laughs> ooh. Ooh. Like, I was going through that. Ooh. 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 Yeah. I give it four out of five. Yeah, you know I'm what I'm gonna, saying? I'm going to just go ahead and give it five, man. Oh, shit. Well, go yeah. for it, man. Five ooh. Go for it. Five, five ooh for this ooh. album, man. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I... And, and I I don't know if I was putting like the mood for it anyway, because I was listening to D Smoke. But yeah, regardless, man, like, like bro, I'm, when I'm I glad. heard it, I had to. I was like, I gotta let me send this to him real quick. Yeah, because I told y'all, I'm taking it. <laughs> I told y'all, call yeah. Greg right now. See, <laughs> I'm gonna call soon. We finished, man. No, you supposed to call him while we on the air. <laughs> <laughs> see, see if he answer. <laughs> like Greg, hey. Hey, <laughs> hey, man! Nah, but now nah, it's all um, good. You ain't got to call him. Nah, man. <laughs> but now nah, uh, five ooze for me, man. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I'm gonna definitely go back and listen to some of his older music and kind of hear him and and see what he's talking about, man. But um, mm-hmm. this guy, Royce the Five Nine. If you haven't heard the album, go listen to it. Um, the allegory um, came out on February 21st and uh, it's solid. Yeah. It has my, it like, it has my approval. <laughs> um, I mean, I wasn't a fan of him. I ain't gonna lie about it, but you know, I definitely um, gonna check him out, man. Cause he, he definitely got some nice things to say and lyrically he's nice. So um, definitely want you guys to go check that out and everything. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's our way of saying it. we're done, man. We're done. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Now, um, yeah, man. But anyway, guys, I want to thank you guys for listening to Speaker Geekers podcast. Um, this episode was produced by Three Out Media. Um, also, you guys, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, please go do so. Um, you know, you. <laughs> It allows you, it notifies you, gives you notifications about new episodes, anything that we drop um, new. You can go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Speaker Geekers Podcast and uh, join the discussion, man. The Derby Boys are here. We always love talking about music. Music is one of the things that brought us close. So, um, you know, join in on the discussion, man. Um, You can follow me. On Instagram at I am Tommy T the third. Um, you can follow Steve O Steve at the great Steve O Steve D A. Um, yeah, man, and and just get out here and listen, man. Like we love to talk, love to talk to you guys. Continue to support us and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we appreciate it, man. So that's it for me. That's all I got. What about you, Steve O Steve? Man, that's it, man. That's, that's it. all I got. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we out, Go man. Peace. Some more this Royce. Right. <laughs> yeah. All, all right. right, y'all. Peace. Peace.